Yo, what's good? Welcome to Counter Currents. This is your host, Petey Steele. And your co-host, Alana Torres. And our guest today, what can I say? Well, we were performing together on a show at Arlington Draft House last weekend. And you know how people talk about how comic hangs are where a lot of the magic happens. Like when you talk to other comics and you're either riffing or talking about life. And that's true, I think, like half of the time. But every once in a while, you have a great, great time talking to a comic. And I had the best time talking to this comic backstage. I was uh, very glad that the headliner had an hour. We kicked it. We had the best time. So please welcome the very funny, very cool Dante Chang. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is that the snap? Is that what you got? Snap? Thing? Sorry. That's what I do. <laughs> well, um, the... It's the best. Uh, I feel like you're uh, the best. I feel like you're exaggerating a little bit, but thank you. That makes me feel good about myself. Well, I had the best time. I thought we had to, we had so much fun. Just like I did. I really did. I really did. Thank you so much. That's very nice of you to say that. It's true. It's true. You're such wow. a pleasant guy, Dante. I mean, yeah. of all thank the you. comics I've met, you know, just pure you know, heart. You know what it is? I, I'm just happy. I'm a happy. Mm-hmm. You know, most comedians are sad. I'm I'm a happy person. And I don't, ex- you know, I don't expect, I think the big thing is most comedians feel like they're not where they're supposed to be, you know, yes. like they feel like they should be in a different place. I should be this, or I should be headlining this club. I'm like, no, we are exactly where we're supposed to be. You know, it, yeah. it, it, if you're not where exactly where you think you are, maybe you need to look inside yourself, you know, like it's not, you know, I don't know. Okay. Or you're delusional. I don't know. You know? <laughs> Well, I also think a lot of people, like, you do get comics who I think pretend to be happy and will be kind of brown-nosy, and I never got that from you. Like, you always seem like you're just being yourself. Thank you. All Thank the you. time. I, I, myself. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because nobody could do that better. No one could be yourself better right. than you. So, hey, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of like, uh, I, I, that is one of my pet peeves when I see somebody emulating somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. When they're like, you know, you see it all the time. Like when this could be, you see like the top 10, 20 comedians in the world. And so there's always somebody emulating them or having like the same, a very similar act where you didn't steal their jokes, but you pretty much just took their jokes and just changed the wording and you took their image and all that. Like, all right, that's a little, I don't know. Now, but the thing is, what did you think that nobody was going to notice? You know, like we all know and we talk about you when you leave the room. So Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Like, come on, like that guy, he ain't exactly where he's supposed to be right now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, yeah, like you know, it worked for James Dean, but that wasn't comedy. It's hard. It, I think in comedy, it's really like it's so it, you're such an individual that it's 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 it, it, it's really hard. I mean, the only chance you have is like if you, I, I'd rather co- I I feel like you should rather copy a person that's not as known. That's a good comedian if you're gonna copy somebody. Like kind of like the way I don't know. Um, it's not, but the kind of way, like way. It's a weird example. R. Kelly did Aaron Hall, where he like Aaron Hall wasn't that big, so he stole his whole th- whole thing and became bigger than he was. But not that people. Would, I mean, Aaron Hall was known, but not that known. So if you're gonna right. do it, don't don't go copy Chappelle or Bird. That's just you're you're. That's not. I don't think that's very smart. That's a really you know? interesting concept. You know, I don't remember who it was, but I was reading an interview with some rapper, I think, and he was saying that 
when people ask him, like, what books do you read for inspiration or knowledge or whatever? He's like, I tell no one because he doesn't want the influences he incorporates and stuff mm. getting traced back in a sense. That's and true, that kind of stuck with me. It's like, not that I'm trying to be a big emulator, but, you know, we all incorporate some aspects or philosophies of people consciously and unconsciously. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. That's why I think a deep dig is like you're saying is really good um, because it shouldn't be the next man, you know. I've seen comedians like that actually when they're when they start hanging with each other, they become friends, and they Mm -hmm. become similar to each other in a sense. Like like they start writing like similar, and they start doing similar. I mean, and it's uh, as time goes, they start to become so much like each other. I've seen it where other guys like, wait a minute. Are you copying me, dude? And they get into a fight. Like, I've seen that happen. Like, no, you guys are around each other so much that right. you just naturally pick up things. It's a, Sometimes it's a natural thing. You don't you don't intend to do it. I don't think, I mean, I, mean, intention, I think sometimes a, a lot of stuff happens unintentionally in, in stand-up comedy where, like, you just start. I've seen somebody, like, literally do this, like, uh, do this to me. Even they're like, hey, uh. Hey, I wrote a joke for you last night. I think it would fit you perfectly. And I was like, cool, what's the joke? He told it to me. I was like, I can't do that joke because that's your joke. Yeah. You actually closed with it. And all you did was change the location of the thing, of, of where it took place. He's like, oh, my God, you're right. You know, like, it's like even when he was trying to help me out, he accidentally tried to almost gave me his own joke. You know, he just wow. had this Like, he didn't, he, he, it didn't catch his head. It didn't, for, for some reason, so he it didn't catch. He imputed his own mindset into you, but yeah, just switched somehow. a couple words, changed yeah, the veneer. That's same so joke. strange. Yeah, it was the same joke. And I appreciate that. That was really kind of him to, you know, even think of, think, watch me on stage and say, "Oh, I got something good for you." But that's your joke. People are gonna think I stole it from you, man. Or you just yeah. took your first joke and just changed, changed it, changed the location of it. So I don't know, man. You know, it's, uh, it's, like, it's weird. It's like in that Comedy Store documentary, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Sam Kinison's best friend, mm-hmm. I guess they hung out so much that the best friend was a funny comic before, but Sam Kinison had such a particular style that his friend mm-hmm. who was just touring with him all the time and op- tried to like adopt that style and he actually got less funny for it. Did the opener got less funny? Yeah, yeah. Sam Kinison's friend, who was like yeah. opening for him and his best friend, they hung out all the time. He like he tried to sort of like emulate that Kinison sort of like dark style, and it just like oh, yeah. didn't work for him. Yeah, I think that's weird. When I, oh, I've seen that, I, I mean, I don't want to like because some of them are friends. I've seen it where they start opening for somebody, and then they sound like a cheaper version of that guy now. You know, right, after a while, right. maybe like a year or eight months, a good amount of time. It doesn't happen in one or two months because you don't see it happening. It's like, right. It's like, it, it's such a slow burn. Like it just, it's, it's, it happens so subtly and subtly you see a little more of it, more of it. Then if they disappear for three or four months, they come back like, Jesus, you're just like your opener now, like a bad, yeah. like, like a, like a discount version of your opener, you know? Totally. And then when you, and then when you make fun of them, they get mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I told one of my friends, now you're discount. What's his name? He was like, fuck you, man. Can't believe you said I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> joking, kind of. Actually, I'm not joking, but 
I'm saying joking to try to ease the blow, I guess, you know? Right, right, right. It's weird when comedians get sensitive. Like when you make fun, when you when you say anything, I think the only thing I'm sensitive about is like yesterday, this dude's this I, I, I was playing uh, poker with these comedians last night. One of the comedians' mother mother passed away like a year or two ago, I think, mm-hmm. and this other drug comedian just kept making fun of his dead mom, right? And, and then and I was like, Jesus, that's like to me, that's like I can't, that's the line I cannot cross, like a deaf yeah, family, yeah, yeah. but. But the funny thing, he was, they were both like cool with it. He was like, yeah, I'd fuck your mother's dead corpse. You know, like, he's like, he's like, he's like, she was cremated. Too bad. I don't give a fuck. I'll fuck the cremation. You know, and he was laughing at it. He's like, he, he thought it was funny. I was like, oh my God, am I being too soft? You know, like that's just. Did you buy his laughter though? Or do you think he was huh? just trying to be tough? I, he, he seems like a tough guy. You know, like a, just a tough Tough guy, and, and and where I am in, where I was a little impressed. I don't think he's been doing comedy that long, like maybe like four years, you know. And it's like, wow, you, your your skin is pretty thick, like because like or some people are just like that. I mean, maybe he's just immune to it. Maybe he's one of those people that just kind of just block it out. Right. But I was I was sitting there like, oh my god, I believe ninety nine percent of jokes are off limits, but that is like. Yeah, oh, that like woman say a woman got raped or something like those two are like you can't, you know. It's like he kept talking about the mom. It wasn't just like one joke. He like kept doing it. Like that's dangerous. He went for like five minutes, and the guy, the guy that was getting attacked, is like a he's he used to be in, he he's he's got into a lot of like street brawls and stuff. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like he's not he's not like a he's not a punk. You know, he, and this other guy, he's a skinny drunk guy, so he could have. He would say, hey, I'll kick your ass. He could have easily just shut it down. But he just kept playing along with it. He was like, ah, you're crazy, man. I was like, oh, my God. The shut the fuck up. Fuck you is about to come any second. But he just kept he just kept going. And he seemed like he almost enjoyed it. Like, he was like, I, I'm I like the attention. I like the attention. <laughs> well, that Everyone, makes sense. He should have knocked yeah. him out. That would be that alcoholic guy's moment of clarity. That's yeah. true. No, but the thing is, he's actually a really cool guy. You can't. Yeah. He's all. You would never hit this guy because you just know, like, you'll you'll probably crumble him. You know, it, it, he's yeah, a nice. Yeah. Guy. I, well, I, no, I, I get that some people have things with their closest friends where they can yeah. do that kind of shit with one another and it's fine or whatever. And I have that with some of my guys, but like, yeah. no strangers talking about my mom like that. Fuck, oh, no. I go. We're not straight. They're, they're, they're really good friends. I mean, that's. Yeah. I'm sure if it was anyone, if it was a random guy off the streets, it would have been a, you know, it would have been yeah. a, it been a punch. Yeah. Yes, at least at least a punch. You yeah. know, maybe get beat on afterwards. You know, like like it, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it would stop at a punch for me. Like it, and I think most people would understand. You know, yeah, police yeah. officer. Yeah, I get it. That's not cool. You know, like you did do that. So I don't know. I, I thought that was it. I thought that was funny. Yeah, but it's right. They, the, the relationship has to be there because, man, that was I, I was I was almost like, guys, stop. I'm getting sensitive. I was like, this yeah, is yeah. not <laughs> like, yeah, doing that in front of other people that don't have that thing with you is kind of yeah. weird, too. Yeah. That's another problem. You know, because I know them, but I don't know them as they do each other. I just literally met up with them to play poker. So I'm just like I literally even start saying that, guys, I'm this is uh, I'm too sensitive for this. Like this is 
This is my draw. You know I me. Mean? I don't care about anything, but for some reason, because this is the second time in, in my, in, in, in my, I saw it one more time at a comedy roast mm-hmm. when the guy, the guy's mom died a week ago, and they're just the guys attacking the guys for that. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't have that heart. I just don't. I, I couldn't do. Someone tried to hire me to do that. I can't, I can't do that. Like it's 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 too cruel. Uh, yeah. I can't even start right. Yeah, because I'm because my create my creativity just shuts down. Like I don't even like I, I you know you know what I mean. It's, it's something weird. Like yeah, for some reason like like my friend's mom is like like whatever. I have a friend mom that like she's older, but she like dresses up and like tries to like bang everybody. You know what I mean? That I think is funny to make fun of. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I think, <laughs> you know, I think that's funny. Are okay. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> It's funny, like look at your mom trying to get some new new dick again, you know. Like <laughs> you can tell, you can just tell, like the way, like you can tell, like yo, I want, I want young dick, I want it. So look at the way I'm dressed. I can it it, it, it spews out of her. It's all she lets you know and everything. So you know, like then then I make fun of that. You know what I mean? Like right. you, know, you know what I mean? But like that's because it's it, it's still it's still rough because. If you're not a comedian, I, I don't know if you could do that because no. I, I think we've all done this when we're around comedians and we joke harsh, you know, and then and then if that if that if that like spills into like spills onto like the your friends who aren't comedians, you're like, whoa man, why'd you why'd you say that? You're like Oh yeah, yeah sorry. that's the worst when you get introduced to a new group of people and you're given a disclaimer. Has yeah. that happened to y'all? You go to like brunch with somebody and they got like four or five people and you might say one off color thing and they're like, just so you know, Petey's like a comic. So he kind yeah. of like, he's a provocateur and blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've had people make that excuse for me after I make a joke in in a group setting. Like I remember once I was at this like Friendsgiving thing and the, the girl who threw it, there was probably like 10 people there. And it was like when I just moved to DC and some girl who was introducing everybody was like, hey, so how about we all go around the circle and say our names and how you guys know me and something about yourself. And so it came around to me and I said some crazy shit I was with my husband and I was like, hi, my name's Elena. Uh, I'm just here because this guy thinks I give a mean blowjob. <laughs> and everybody, everybody just like, <laughs> it was so uppity, the whole thing. I just couldn't, ha- it just came out. And it, you know, everybody, their mouths just like hit the floor. And then she had to be like, she's a comedian. She's a comedian. <laughs> she's a comedian. And then everybody laughed. Yeah, brunch icebreakers. I mean, like yeah, that's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like that deserves that for a kind comic. of comic. Literally, like they hand you a pre- like. How are you not supposed to say? Yeah, I love that. I, I love. I wish I was there. I would. I would introduce myself immediately and say, hey, "I want to be your friend." <laughs> I, love, I love that. But I love. I love stuff like that because, especially that they didn't even know you're a comedian. They just saw you, they got smacked with it from left field. That's what makes me like love that so much. I. I don't. I love doing. That's when I like. It's weird. I, I might be so sensitive to what we talked about earlier, but in that way, I feel like you can go all the fucking way. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, oh yeah, I, you're not in. You, you have a. This doesn't. This doesn't hurt you. It's just gonna shock the shit out of you, or you know, you, you're gonna talk about it tonight. Hey, this girl Elena, I met during brunch. She's introduced herself, and I was like, I love to sew and and play with my dog. And she was like, I just love giving me blowjobs. She's gonna. <laughs> 
don't even remember that. You know what I mean? We didn't talk about it. Like, it did. It, you have know, to be, just, you have to be careful. But that's what happens when you hang around comics too much. Like that's when yeah. I was like new to comedy, and I was like hanging out with comics all the time, and you get used to it. You can't control it. It's like even when I first had my kid, I joined like a new mom's group, you know, we like sit in a circle, everyone with their baby. And like, after you have a kid, everybody's like very sensitive. And there are a couple of girls there that have not talked to me since. Yeah. You say I remember stuff. going on a date and a girl straight up saying like, oh, just to get this off the table. Like, I know you do comedy. Can you turn the comic off? Like, you know, and I Did was she like, say that? Yeah, like just to be like, I don't really want to date a comic that's just going to be a comic like full time. And I kind of get that. But I was like, no, I really can't that well. And you're not hot enough for me to like make an effort. Well, you should never do that for anybody. You, know, you, you no. should tell them that. Yeah. Go get an open micer. Go get an open micer. They do it part time. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> there you go. Like I'm a full time comic. I got to do this is who I am. We're I don't know. I mean, go Dutch. But yeah, open mic is your way. I hate, I that. That's one of my pet peeves. I hate people like that that try to tell you how to be, how to live, how to, hey, can you not be this way? Well, if what I'm doing doesn't physically or mentally harm you, I'm not physically or verbally abusing you, shut the fuck up. I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not doing anything to you. I'm just, I'm being who I am. I mean, I, I, I but I, weird thing is I've never been told that. I just get the Elena thing. He's a comic. He just, he says stuff like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's about all. Like, knows everything. Hey, can you just not be a funny guy for a while? Like, uh, I don't. I, I I try to like try to be, I try to be sensible about it and do it at the right. I mean, do not to overdo it because I do find it annoying when a comedian jokes all like every second. You know those? Yes. Every second, like you'll be having yeah. a serious conversation, be like, yeah, because you know that's why when I came back from the thing, yeah, you came back because like, all right, like, come on, man, like, yeah, not right, like. Not that much, you know? Yes, they just want to risk. It's all like a joke competition. It's like, I ask, we've had that on this podcast before. We're like, yeah. well, you know what I'm talking about? There's where we'll have people where it's like, you know, we'll ask them a question and they just want to make a joke on a joke on a joke. And it's like, mm -hmm. I'm just asking you too a little bit about you and they won't even say anything about their own life. Yeah. And it's like, the podcast ends and I have no idea who that guy is. Yeah. 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 You well, gotta spend people, a lot of time in your own head to be able to even do that for yeah, thirty yeah. minutes straight. Like you have to pre-plan that. Probably thought of like rebuttals. It's like being a battle rapper or something. Yeah. I mean, and I've done that, and I can't stand doing that with comics. Like a little punchline here, there is fine, or whatever. But like a whole freestyle, I don't even believe it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely, man. Definitely. Um, I, 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 I woke, I, I smoked a lot of weed before I fell asleep last night. So, like, I, all right, you know what? It's going to come back. It's going to come oh, back. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Your train of thought got derailed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I just saw you look up. I was like, what's going on over there? You think of it, then you pay attention. And then when you come back, you're like, damn. You know, yeah. but I, I try to still pay attention. Because I think it's because then some because sometimes if you don't pay attention, like you'll like your answer won't will no longer match what the person's saying. So like That's I'm like, true. You know, so you have to pay attention to like oh, okay, all right, you know, it's okay. That's true. The best is when you catch someone doing that. I was on the phone with one of my best friends who's in LA earlier today. And I was like, like I was also like at Whole Foods, like buying shit. And 
he just stopped listening to me. And I was like telling him about, I don't know, whatever. And he just like, wasn't listening. He's just going, yeah, yeah. And at one point I was like, is your butthole hairy? What? And I was like, yeah, now you're paying attention. <laughs> you have to do that. I love I mean, people doing that. Yeah, it's, 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 I also read, I do a lot of reading on how to succeed and how to, that's actually how you don't succeed. They said you should, pay, <laughs> yeah, you, you have to, you have to be present and pay attention to everything that's going on. Right. What's your because favorite, you, what's your favorite how, how to succeed thing that you've read? I don't know. I've read so many that like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it feels like, it's always this. It's it, the, the underlying message is always the same, you know. Like, think positive. Don't believe in what you're doing, but you know, you know, act like it's already you've already accomplished it. Like, yeah, uh, a, a lot. Like so many. Like there's there's so I can't even start. Like like I I listen to this guy Bob Pro. I used to listen to this guy Bob Proctor. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't. You know what it was? I watched that. Do you? We all watched it or read the Secret Book, right? So I yeah. still like. I didn't read that. Mm -mm. You did. No, so, the minute I heard they said you could like you know save villages in Sudan by like wanting to or something, I was like, this. Is no, that, that's that's a little like far fetched. It, it just all, all it does is make you just say, uh, just think more, just think more positive. Like, yeah. where, like how, your your initial reaction, how you react. Just, I think that I think that was like a selling point. Hey, if you think of this, you get any car, you can have a billion dollars tomorrow. It's a selling point because to be honest with you, I've gotten a lot better at it. But it took years and years of discipline and practice and just focusing and focusing and focusing, just and just kind of just letting go, letting go of stuff. It just it, it helps me where like I'm not a, I'm not attached to anything. You shouldn't be attached to anything or, or attached to a certain outcome and stuff like that. And it helps because you're not like oh I have to be this. No, you kind of just just trust just trust the flow of things. Just trust that you're going the right direction and. And it, 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 it just because, you know, a lot of times, like I think I most people have like you like, oh, you're, you're you get anxious about the future. You you kind of punish yourself about mistakes you have. And mm -hmm. that's all you stay out of that. Like, don't don't because like expecting a certain outcome will give you anxiety, man. Like you're like, you're like, man, what if this doesn't turn out the way, you know? And so I don't know. Living without that, it, it's a relief, you know, like, yeah. but like I. But P, you're probably very, you're probably a very realistic person, you know. So that so that will make me that would that turned a lot of my friends off, if, you know, until they kind of really looked into it. I get yeah. it because that's like, it, like it's something you're not gonna. It's hard to match an age just so because I think of a pink elephant, it's, it's gonna come, you know. It's just right. like it doesn't work. Well, it's weird, you, know, you know, it's interesting because I do have a kind of fanciful and a wanderlust side to me, even though I am mostly realistic about it. And what even got me there was back when I was a big drunk, you know, because I'd go out on these benders, have all these magical thoughts of everything. And then the next day I'd be hungover going to the bookstore and reading books like that, you know, and eventually mm -hmm. I got through enough of them to where I was like, any one of these could just be called the road to your next self-help book, Yeah, you know, because it's like yeah. you just get addicted to those, but you don't apply anything. So it, to yeah. me, it's about application. I mean, some of those books are good. They have good things to say. I like to read, but then what are you going to do that day? I think you need to kind of set a practical, realistic goal 
And then once that happens, then you build upon that and it gets easier and easier. Or maybe start with the thing that sucks for most or that you fear the most, you know, and then taper it down and you kind of get to the nitty gritty. And you have to learn that other problems are going to pop up. It's not like a linear road to success, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think some of those books are okay. You know what? I really like those books. I really love those books after I've done the work and enjoyed some success. And then I pick one up and I read it and I'm like, oh, I'm already doing that. And I got that success. What the fuck do I need this book for? You know? Yeah. Wipe my ass with this. No, I got it. The reason why I, I, I do, I personally need it is because I think we're, um, we're, we're creatures of habit. You know, we're creatures of like, we just, like they say, like 95% of today is going to be as similar as tomorrow. You know, the next day after that, your day only changes about 5% every day. So I, I realized that like if I lived a certain way for what, say 30 years or 20 years. So if I want to, if I want to create new habits, I have to consciously be aware of it and do, to just to make sure I create this new discipline or it's never going to happen. And sometimes the weird thing is because you've lived, I lived this way for 20 years I've been living this way for one, a month. So guess what? You could easily slip back because Easy. that that part is so ingrained in who you are that it could just slip. So I, I really that's why I need it to just say, hey, this is the new you now. You have to stay this way. And eventually you stay there for like two, three years. You become that person. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's weird, sure. you know? 100%. I think that's the thing with those with all that self-help stuff. It is a lot of the same messages, but it's a lot easier said than done. Right. Like it's really hard to, like you say, like trust the flow of things like that type of stuff. Like I, um, I saw this like guru guy, uh, a couple years ago. That's sort of that same, that same idea where it's just like manifest your destiny and that type of thing. And his whole thing that, I, and I only saw him a few times, his whole thing was like about trust and how to apply it to comedy, he was like, you have to trust your audience. And that's something that I have issues with that shows all the time, because sometimes you don't trust, if you trust the crowd, your set's gonna go better. But if you're about, if you're going up there and you're like, I don't know, and you get into like that negativity, you're like, they seem tight, they seem yeah. this, it's worse, but that sounds like such a little simple thing, but that's a daily thing that I try to apply. Like whenever I do comedy, that's tough because it's hard. I, to trust I, think, I think that's great advice. I like, I, honestly, that's almost like, that's something I'm going to take with me. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Because I've seen, like you just said, I've seen it the other way so many times. They already write the audience off. Yeah. And it's, it, that's, that's, that's insane. You know, I'm, I'm really uh, kind of that's that's crazy. That's that's really good advice. You know, because you're right that that because that that creates a different energy because you're already like oh, because you're you're kind of gonna like you're almost gonna treat the audience like they're your friends, like they're like right, uh, like they're, they're distance friends. So like when you are like that, like when I see an audience that I'm familiar with or that I kind of know some of the people there, your attitude is a little different. You know, you, the way you're coming off is different. And then I realized when you come off like that to strangers, they still it's still it's it's received the same exact way. Like they feel like they know you. They start talking to you after the show like they know you, which could be sometimes kind of weird. But like 
because you've gotten so personable that they, they like feel like and you're like, oh, I don't know you at all, though, bro. Like, you know, what I mean? but, but it's too late because they're all already in your face. So you kind of just have to play it off. Like, eh, cool, man. You know, like, yeah. You know, but thank yeah, you, man. I think I think also like we, you know, people think like the audience is the only one judging comics, but we all yeah. judge the crowd all the time. Like we'll go like, you know, move the curtain and be like, what are they like? What's their what's the vibe? That table looks like they'll be assholes. Mm -hmm. like, we all say that. We'll be like, this side liked my jokes, that side didn't. Oh yeah. I'll never stop doing that. I don't foresee the day <laughs> for that. Because uh, some of it for me, it's like strategy. I have to like go off of what I think a appearance dictates, but I can be wrong. And then that's something yeah. I have to do throughout the set too. And nonetheless, I'm going to have to commit to what I'm doing for the most part, you know? Um, although I could make a veer left turn, skip a bit. So, you know, that's part of the fun of this whole thing. The adventure, I think. It's like every show is a snowflake. You know, there's no two ever exactly alike. Similar, very similar That's shows. True. Nothing yeah. exactly alike. I, I, I want to tell you about, uh, guys, about my favorite, at least one of my most interesting, unique favorite shows of all time. Because I thought it was cool. So um, <clears throat> I got hired to do a private show in a backyard. Like years ago, like maybe like like second or third year doing comedy, right? Okay. And I saw uh, it, it was an all transgender show all transgender whereas like it was not all but there were like a bunch of transgender strippers walking around and it was like transgender in the audience or transgender yeah. okay both, both. Like, it was all so many transgender people okay there was a woman that hired me but like her she had a sister that was, was still cousins she was a lot of trans people right mm -hmm. like majority of the people there was trans uh workers you know i mean you know we're like they're like you know giving lap dances and they were wearing like Fish hook stock. It was very, I, you know, people that are into this thing, you know, and it was cool, whatever. And um, and I would say like the first two or three comedians were bombing their ass off, like just nothing, like nothing, nothing. Wow. One one comedian went up and said, pointed to this chubby transgender person, and said, "Look at you, look at you. I know your dad isn't proud of you. I know your dad is." And then like. I, my mouth dropped because I was like, this is over. This is really down the toilet now. But they thought it was the funniest thing in the world. The audience had a crazy-ass roar to that response. They were like, ah, they thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. And she, she, the girl even said, yeah, it's true. It's true. My dad's not very proud. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. into it, right? And then for some reason, it became like everyone just started making fun of trans people really, like, like really harshly. But they loved it. They're they have such and the, and the crazy thing is I talked basically. You gotta set this up for me again, Dante. Like any day now. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean I have a like a few bits about transgender. And mostly yeah, I, they kill, but occasionally somebody will get like rah, and yeah, yeah, people yeah. will get self-conscious about it, laughing. Yeah, at I, it. I have one. I have one. I, I have one too, and I, I know what you mean. It, it was just a, a look at a draw, man. You know, like like someone just had a. A party, you know, they added like a trans party, you know, like a like a stripper trans. I don't know what that's called. I don't know it. I don't want to mislabel it, but I was like, man, this is really cool. And it became it went from like the coldest audience of all time to like the hottest all within a second. Usually, you see that it gradually goes yeah. from cold to hot. 
It wasn't like yeah. like, man, like like this person bombed. Elena got him. Petey got him warm. Elena's really getting him. It, it just it go it, it gradually gets better. It wasn't like that. It changed within a second. Where it, came, it went from cold to hot within a second, and hot for the rest of the night. Where everything was going over. You could make fun of anything, anything, and then they were everything was going over so hard. They just it, it, it was it was like one line that broke them in, and it was beautiful because the comedians. Most of the comedians were like, like hood black dudes, right? They're so like to see that and to see like trans people just talking and having a good time afterwards. It's something that I just it was beautiful. The, the whole night was beautiful. We started from that point where the ice got broken, you know, and on. Before that, it was really uncomfortable. And thank yeah. God that I wasn't one of the comedians that went before that, you know, like it, it was it was like because it was rough. it went from so rough. And to me, that was. It was beautiful to see people that don't normally interact with each other interact with each other and to see like uh how how they're so they I talked to I remember talking to one of the trans women afterwards and she, I was like wow you guys just you guys aren't very sensitive you guys just you guys have really good senses of humor is it all trans people is are are they all like that she's like well yeah most of us the ones I've known personally I have a neighbor that used to be my old neighbor was like that great sense of humor very like they don't get offended very easily. But she said, well, what do you think we haven't been called? What do you think we haven't been through? Like, there's nothing that hurts my feelings anymore. You know, like, it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm made, my feelings are made out of, you know, are, are, are stone now. And I was like, I was like, that's actually really good for comedy. You guys should yeah. be like all audience members. You guys really get it. And you guys have been, in, in a sense, it, it, we're like almost a perfect match, in a sense. Holy if you guys yeah. are really like that, so... Cause uh, I I actually I actually told that story in DC once about the whole how the guy was like look at you they didn't find that funny at all <laughs> <laughs> I believe it yeah here I believe that the person before me got into it with a gay person about a, tra a trans person they got into a fight like a, a burger and I thought that story might ease the attention just like it did in real life right. no 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 not at all not at all nope. Yeah, yeah, no, trans and gay people have more beef than, like, Ethiopians and Eritreans. <laughs> it feels weird to say that, but it's I've seen that happen. Like, you hear about it in Britain. If they have, like, an LGBTQ march, uh -huh. there'll be, like, gay people that won't march or trans people that won't march with the gays. Like, they don't – they have, like, intrafuting. I think that's uh, terrible. You know, you yeah. guys should all – along. And, and sometimes I, I don't feel like – I don't feel like it was because I didn't know this because I, I guess I'm learning. I'm getting more educated as it goes. Dave Chappelle in, in his, uh, I think his last, I believe it was his last special because, you know, he put out, he's put, he put out so many, mm -hmm. you know, so fast. But he, he, he said they're like the, they get treated the worst out of the LGBT, right? In, in, yeah. in this bit. And yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that was true. I didn't know that was true. But I, and then so when I like, when I see trans, I try to be extra nice because like, God. You're treated bad amongst your own people. That's fucked yeah. up. Like, like that's. It, it, I don't know, man. Because I, 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 I'm like, why? Because I, I, I'm about love. I'm about equal. Like, just show everyone the same love. Like, it, it's we're all the same. Like, what's different? Just because you, I feel so. I mean, just because you believe you're the other sex, you're bad. Like, come on, that's, that's 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 crazy to me. Like, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like, any any type of anything that you, if you've ever never done nothing to me personally. How can I be bad at you? Like, 
how can I? Why? Well, what's the point? It's it's a waste of energy, waste of time to hate you or to have any issue with you. I think that's to me that's. I mean, I know like this is this is two thousand in two thousand twenty one. Well, we shouldn't even be having this conversation. Like it, it should just be like okay, that's let's just love everybody. Like I, I it's, it's it, it kind of baffles me still. Like come on, man. Love to shit on something. Yeah, like group like people always want to shit on something like i'm hispanic like within that community like there's so much racism within i mean you're asian you know the same thing like within the hispanic community like there's so much racism within the community by itself that it's like come on guys it's bad because i'm my country i'm I'm korean and then there's like uh chinese and japanese and we do think those three do think they're better than filipinos cambodians Right. And they just think they're better. They're like, yeah, we're, you know, you know, they're dark Asians. You know, like, like right. they, I don't know. Like, it's weird. Like, it's like we all look, we think we're like, we Asian people, we think we're like white people. You know, those three Asians, they, you guys right. are like the blacks and Latinos and we're just better. Like, all right. Yeah, all right. I'll never forget. I went to bail out a buddy one time after a bachelor party in Tampa, and we're sitting there for six hours because they never, you know, they take their time when they're processing your bail. And we met this Cuban gal, and she was bailing out somebody else. And like these Salvadorians came in the room, you know, to bail out their buddy. And she looks at me and kind of whispers, like, look at them, like those wet backs, straight up. She goes, and I was like, what? I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? I was like, just because you got a dry foot. Like she straight up thought she was white because she was Cuban. And I was like, this is we're all in jail. Like, what are we talking yeah. about? <laughs> How can you judge somebody in jail? Like that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not the place to be like, I'm better than you. Like <laughs> that's insane. To me, that's insane. I think that's 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 just insane. I, I don't know. I like I do because honestly, like I, I think I do like making fun of the stereotypes to their face. You know, like, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. On a like, lighter note, yeah. <laughs> like I, I love doing this whenever. Like I, I think Chappelle did a version of this too. With my boy, whenever my boy orders chicken, my my black friend orders chicken. I'm like, I knew it, I knew it. Like I, like, I just like saying that. I, I, I just like, you know. Like, and then to my friends, I'm like, hey, we're ordering from this. Uh, we're ordering for the Japanese restaurant. Sorry, man. No horchata. Sorry, man. I just like, I just like, I don't know why. It's fun. It's fun when it's lighthearted and, you know what I mean? Just jokey. Right. Yeah, I I, like we were talking about with the, you know, fuck your mother's corpse thing earlier. <laughs> you know, yeah, you have that kind of relationship with your, you know, friends of different Benetton colors or whatever. And you can bust off and throw slurs at one another like, ha, 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 ha. That's y'all. I mean, you know. Yeah, that's just to me. That's crazy. I, I, as soon as you said that, it took me back. Like God, that was crazy. Like you, know, <laughs> you guys are crazy. Like I don't. I don't want that relationship with anybody. I don't want it. I don't want to be able to you for you to feel comfortable enough to say that to me or me say that to you. I don't. That's oh, a. Yeah, that's not a, that stuff about my mama. Uh uh-uh, oh yeah. no. But the other stuff is fine. You know. Yeah, it's great. No, you know, ra- racist jokes to me. To me, there's no limit. You can say whatever you want. I can say whatever I want. It's it's okay. You know, like to me, it's I, I think it's getting um I think the cancel culture has really made it look like it's it's 
I, they've ruined it. They've they've, yeah. they've ruined they've ruined us more than any. I think we suffer. We're we're one of the most. We suffer the most, maybe out of almost anybody. You know, the because comics. Yeah, no, I yeah. agree because it's an easy straw man to defenestrate. You just go up when they're having their show. You pull out your little iPhone and say, "Oh yeah, he just told a." you know, microaggressive joke about this group or that group and put it on Twitter and boom, 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 boom. But like, you know, 2012, when I started, we always fucked around and did every racial joke, stereotype, whatever. I remember that very well. I mean, it was, it, should be allowed in comedy. it was making fun of the stereotype and it was understood yeah. that we all got it. That Yeah, these were stupid old tropes. Let's just make light of it and ha ha ha. But the, some people they're like they think oh ironic racism transphobia this is is yeah. the same thing as you know wearing a clan hood or something it's it, it well, doesn't make sense also i think it's also scary for comics because like no comic like even dave Chappelle, like no comic is funny 100 percent of the time and you have to try shit and like yeah. then you get worried mm -hmm. that if you're trying shit you're like i don't know if this is gonna land or not and that's terrible that we should think like that. We should not have to think like that, but sad right. enough the way the, the way the castle culture has affected comedy even, like, now you have to think about it. Like, that's terrible because you should be able to think free as an artist. It should be no limit to how you think right. and how free you are, but it's it's terrible. And, and I would advise comedians, don't go that way. Just stay free because you're limiting yourself. If it offends somebody, hey, but someone else is going to laugh at it. So, hey. That's right. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Like, even over the weekend... I was doing shows and I have one joke. Most of my jokes aren't really very controversial because it's like about my own life. Even though I did an abortion joke with an act out while I was pregnant and that made a lot of people uncomfortable. I was like, I'm the pregnant one. But anyway, but even over the weekend, I have like one joke that I do that it's like, I wonder how the audience is going to take it. And I did two shows back to back and like one audience, I had them and I was like, okay, I'm going to tell it. I've got them. They'll be cool with it. And I told the joke. And they got quiet. They got so uncomfortable. Literally an hour later, told the same joke to a crowd that I was like, I think they got it. And I did it and they laughed even louder. Like they loved it so much more. And that's the thing with comedy. Like you don't know how the audience is going to take certain things, but you have to, I think you have to keep trying, right? Absolutely. Double down. Yeah, that's the way this cancel stuff, I think, land. Everybody's going to have to just develop a harder backbone. Yeah. Steal man, they're fucking jokes, and that's it. You know? Yeah, I mean, uh, like, I, this is when I was like, this is, it's getting out of hand, was I was doing a DC comedy loft, mm -hmm. and I, told, I was telling a bit about uh, one of my friends who we went on a double date, and his girl, the date he, the, his date was homeless. Right. And I just I was just telling the story because this it really happened that way. Right. Yeah. And then the lady stood up, stood up during my sense said, this isn't cool. He's talking shit about homeless people. And I was Shut like, I was like, this is a real story. And then literally all the of course, all the comedians, they had my back. Another comedian was like the host was like, he could say whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's not. It, it, this is comedy. And then I looked at her in the face. And I said, people like you ruin comedy. You shouldn't be here. Yeah, this body, you shouldn't be here. If that bothers you, that's not that's like that's like yeah, nothing. I, mean, I didn't realize that homeless was off the limits. I guess yeah. I, I could see if I, I wasn't even I was I, I, I could possibly understand if I was bashing the homeless, but I was just telling you a story 
of how my friend went brought a homeless girl on a double date. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing about it. And she got so offended by that, which means that this is the thing. I've realized some people, they just look for reasons to get offended. They're wow. looking to get offended. They're like, oh, that. Oh, what about that? What about that? And if you're like that, don't, don't come to a comedy show. Just don't. Just stay home and just don't. Because basically when you do that, you ruined at least that moment for everybody in that room. You're selfish. You're being yeah, extremely no. That's you know? neuroticism at its finest, you know, yeah. and it, the way it works with the mindset of a lot of those people is that any way it can be perceived as they call it punching down, like yeah. anything like beneath you or whatever, and it could be homeless, you know, uh, even if you're like a trust fund baby whose parent just said, hey, you know what, I'm not giving you any more fucking money, you're 25, that could be homeless, yeah. you know what I mean? But anything that can be perceived as that, they will say, oh no, that's off limits now. But the problem with that is, is like, okay, I'm a straight white male in comedy. There's not much further I can punch up, you know, unless I'm just going to talk about myself the whole time. And that's the whitest centering ever. You know, I refuse to <laughs> participate in that kind of microaggressive bullshit, you know? Right. That's how you stay woke, Dante. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I try, man. I try, but sometimes I want to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I want to take a nap. <laughs> I'm being woke. Word. Hey, you gotta hit snooze if you're gonna be woke, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, your... uh... Sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I like. Uh, I'd rather go with you. I'd rather. I'd rather go with you. Why? What were you? Now I'm curious. Um, I did the thing again. I'm, I'm telling you, I just woke up, so I'm. I'm, I'm like, you know. Right. Oh, <laughs> So all that back and forth was for nothing. Okay. Yep. Well, what do you got? What do you got coming up, Dante? I have. Oh, I'm excited about this next weekend. Uh, there's a new club that's opening here called the Comedy Chateau. I'm there on oh. Sunday, eight and ten. Um, that's in LA, everybody. It's in LA. Yeah, it's in LA. So it doesn't matter, you Where guys. I think. That? Huh? The it's comedy. in North Hollywood. Do you, you guys have been to the Ha Ha Comedy Club? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's they built it right across the street, okay. directly across the street, where you don't have to, you would you you would have to drive to the other club. Literally, you could park once and just walk across. That's nice. Totally comedy store, Laugh Factory, like literally, like diagonally across the street. I would say like a hundred feet away from each other. That's so it's awesome. kind of cool. And the, the, the club has three rooms, oh, so they're wow. really they're really trying to kill with this they're really trying to do their thing it's a beautiful club i went in there um last week for the first time just to come just check it out i uh i mean they seem like really nice people mm -hmm. you know um one staff member thought i was spying on them from the other club because they know i go up at the other club they're like yeah. are you spying i'm like no i don't give a shit what you're doing like what am i gonna say oh they have a club here and what am i gonna say like i don't know but uh, yeah it, it was no but it's a set it's a great setup I believe one room holds 70, other room holds 40, another room holds like 150. So it's it's wow. it's there, it's 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 there to I don't know, we'll see how it goes. Yep. You know, most I think comedy does comedy clubs all do well here. So and then um on oh, uh, the day before on Saturday, I'm at the American Comedy Club in San Diego. San Diego? San Diego. And on Monday, I'm at ha, ha I believe I'm at a ha, ha next Monday. A week nice. from today, yeah. Killer. So that's my schedule. I mean, I don't know if uh, 
you guys want to fly out here? You guys, because most most of the fans are from probably the DMV, right? There's a fair amount for me that are in LA. So okay, yeah. right, people in LA, those are my shows. But yeah. if you're from the DMV, you want to fly out. You have to buy your plane tickets like right now. Yeah. <laughs> right now. People, people have done that. People have done that. People have flew in from like Canada and Michigan to come to my shows. I'm like, man, don't you have something better to do? <laughs> like to do all that for, for a fucking two hour, like an hour and a half show. Like, damn. Or, they just want a maybe. discount on Jordans. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you should have spent so much on the flight. Good God. You know, like. Yeah. How's the shop going? You still got the shop or? Yeah, it's going good. I've turned the back into an open mic uh, in, a, in a podcast studio. I mean, you know, and then um, I built sets up there. I built like a, a bar and like an office just to shoot in. We shoot, we're going to shoot sketches and pilots and stuff in there. So what shop yeah. is it? It's called Flashback. Uh, and It's all Melrose. But it's all it's like. It was so big when I got it, and it was like the way it's shaped. You could build several different businesses in there. Like it's like because it cuts off. Mm -hmm. So I thought to myself, let me. How can I utilize this to its fullest potential? Because rent is high as shit. So I gotta just, you know, right, right. Figure out. I'm trying to utilize it. So the back is a is there's a comedy stage in the back to do stand up comedy in. There's um, you know, there's place to shoot, place to do your podcast. So yes, I mean, it's, I have a good time there. I'm actually. I'm excited to go every day, you know, because I'm going to do comedy, cool. you know, so I enjoy it. That's great. If you guys ever in town, I hope you guys come by. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. On our list. Yeah. Yeah. I'm coming to LA. It's in a long time, but I know for sure I'm going to come to LA in September, but hopefully I'll be able to come sooner. Ooh. Yeah. I think I'll be there. In, I think I'll be there in September. You'll be here the whole, the whole month? No, no, no. At the end, I think. Okay. okay. I always come for my mom's birthday, and then I'm trying to, you know, I told, uh, talking to P, uh, P, the Pete at Arlington Draft House to do yeah. a, like a one-nighter there, like a third, like a Thursday or something. So Yeah. So, so it fits, yeah. Yeah. Well, that. if you're coming at the end of the month, actually, now everybody can hear the way that we do this. We do uh, a, pot, a show for our podcast. We do, you know, 15, 20-minute spots for anybody that comes by, and we do it. Usually, it's the last Thursday of the month. We'll do, we do a show, or one of the last Thursdays, you should come to our show. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. That would be great. Absolutely. It said the DC draft house. I'd say that one closed yeah. down. Yeah, that's yeah. sadly a thing of the past. But yeah. That's sad, man. God, that's sad. God, I, I really like that place. Yeah, I loved it. I like the way it was shaped. You know, it was shaped perfectly. Yeah. An old black box theater. Hell yeah. 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 I like it. So, but there, there, there was another comedy club. That closed a few years ago, right? Um, yeah, the the what was it? The Riot Act that John okay. X was doing okay. with Mike Farf and some other people. That was like 2012. That lasted less than like a year. Okay, so it, it, that closed even before I started. So I guess yeah. Well, I don't know. That was like 2012, I want to say. And I remember hearing about it and being like, I got to get over there. And then they were like, fucking hey, it went belly up. And I mean. From what I understand, there were a lot of issues there in terms of like even the layout. Like it was painted all white. The walls were fucking white with a stage Worst and everything. Color. Worst color. color for any kind yeah. of a venue. Yeah. It sounds disgusting. No. Yeah. It's like a hospital. But it seems like I don't know. I keep hearing different people. I'm like, you know, it 
the, the opening clubs in the DMV area. Like I keep hearing different people saying they're gonna open stuff. But some people they told me not to say anything. But if everyone says, if everyone that told me or I've heard that's gonna open a club within the next year, it should be three new clubs. You know, like from what yeah. I've heard. Yeah. That's cool. I, yeah, that's, that's cool. what there is a lot of like talk about stuff that might start happening here, and I think. I think there is supposed to be at least like one for sure. I know of a second one that's a maybe. And so maybe there's three. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Just have more clubs. I mean, I hope they all do well. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm trying I'm helping one person just like just, just giving them advice and telling them what I think would work naturally work for comedy, you know, mm -hmm. from my experience, you know. Um, mm -hmm. and we'll see what happens. I know that uh like um I don't know that like someone was trying to do a comedy club at MGM. So Oh yeah. So I just hear different things, you know. It's it's, it's kind of cool, you know. Yeah, I heard about that too. I mean, that's I mean, I I'm not going to say it can't be done, but that'd be pretty difficult. Yeah. I mean, whatever whatever happens happens. It it would crush. Yeah. Would yeah. Crush. 3,000 people every night in attendance. Hey. No, no, but if they put like a club in there, not just in the theater. Oh, 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 something different aside. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah, three thousand people a night is crazy. Like, yeah, that's gonna be hard to draw. I think I, I, because I, uh, one of the persons opening club, they told me they want to open a three hundred fifty seater, and I, off the top, and I said I don't think that's a good idea. You know, not off the top. I think you should start maybe eighty max, about one fifty, and then just build your fan base because. Like, what are you going to do? Like, so you do you actually, I told him, do you actually believe that you could fill up a 350-seater every single night? That's not easy. Maybe if you get a headliner Friday and Saturday, that'll be okay. If you get a, do you have, right. do you have to probably get a, a good headliner every weekend, you know? Yeah. So, so then now you don't. If you don't, Monday through Thursday or Monday or Sunday through Thursday, what are you going to do? You it's really good. think you want 40 people in the audience? It's going to look bad. 40 yeah. people on the 80 seater doesn't look bad. 40 yeah. people in the 350 seater looks god awful, you know. Bad. You, we all like COVID. Shows. It feels like you like God, I you almost kind of hate it, but you you love it because it's comedy. But it's like God, this big ass room, especially if they're not sat together, they're sat wrong, and there's the 350 and they're they're like all scattered. It's like it feels like a glorified open mic almost, yeah. you know. So it's like all right, I don't know. So I, I think the person took my advice, and they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna like shrink it down, and then start with you know maybe a hundred fifty or eighty seater top. So I like that they took what I said seriously. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, because what I did too, I called someone else that know that's built clubs, and they're like they advise the same exact thing. They're like, don't that's a start. Big yeah, that's yeah. that's huge. What is it? Does isn't that what DC Improv sits? That's what Arlington sits. Arlington is 350? Yeah. About that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And right now, uh, they can only do 89. 90 something. 89. Mm -hmm. 89. That's right. Lena, the show we did last week had 80, like 80-something 80 in there, right? That yeah, it was Saturday. almost sold out. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It doesn't feel like it's sold out. No, because well, it's only because it's only like how much capacity. That's what it looks like when you have an almost sold out you know, 25% capacity room for a 300 and something seater. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, yo, Dante's, 
So you got your dates down. Uh, where can people get at you? Oh, oh, my Instagram is at Dante Che. And uh, okay. I'm that on every social thing. On TikTok, I'm something different, but I forgot what it is, so it doesn't matter. Like, I, I, I don't know why. TikTok's that thing where everyone's like, hey, you got to do TikTok. You got to do TikTok. Like, all right, man. All right, I'll do it, but you don't do it. I don't do yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I I started mine. I deleted it. Now I'm thinking about doing it again. I know all about that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. at Dante Chang on every social media plat platform. Well, we want to thank Dante for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for hanging out. It's good to yeah. see you. Let us know when you're back in town. I will. I'll be actually there at the end of next next month. DC Comedy Loft. With um, Craig Coded on for like I think May 26th, 27th, 28th, and 29th. Nice. No, I don't know. If, am I allowed to say that on your? Is it this? Yeah. The draft out. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can promote okay. your shit. No fair. Yeah. You guys okay. get that out if uh, because I don't want to piss Pete off. Either Pete, that Pete or the other Pete. I don't want to piss him off. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you, Dante. Thank, thank you, you guys. All right, peace. Take care, Pete.